This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. This is our first show of 2022, and it's good to be back on the air. Now, if you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, you can give us a call at 808-791-2924. Also, feel free to visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, as one the calendar year has rolled over again, and many of us are focusing on some changes that we'd like to make in the coming months. Maybe it's exercising a little more, eating more salads and fewer burgers. Maybe it's less time on Netflix and more time cracking open a good book. But if you're retired or just getting fairly close to it, there are some specific New Year's retirement resolutions that may help you uh, your post-work life go a little easier. But before we get chatting about New Year's resolutions for our retirees, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, the great one, who I'm hoping will sign a lifetime contract so he can never retire and leave our show because I don't know what we'd do without him. Oh, Greg, I don't know about all that. That's uh, that's too kind. See, it's been a month since we did our recording, Tony. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh seriously that's uh that's that's too kind too kind oh <laughs> please please i'm only a man please <laughs> all right uh, uh enough of that but greg thanks though and thanks for having me on your show it has been a while since we recorded a new show we had the holiday break and then you and i were at a financial conference in california Yes, that was great. It was great seeing you again. Um, we had a few drinks at the bar. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, it was fun. And 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 we learned a lot. I mean, um, the head guy who's in charge of the whole um, customer service culture and one of the head executives for uh, Chick-fil-A spoke. Right. And that, yeah. that was fascinating. And talking about how to take care of clients, which you already do. You're, you're always good friends with the people you work with and you love hearing from our listeners, but also all the other uh, financial experts from around the country to get together. And they picked your brain on what you've learned uh, and what you talk about here on the show. And uh, you picked their brain. So you, you're you updating your knowledge and uh, things are constantly changing out there, right? That That's pretty much it. I mean, the financial um, world is so moved so fast and so many things change, whether it's software, whether it's new portfolios, of course, the market in general, financial products. It's a constantly evolving market. So that's sure. why, you know, we get together and these things are so valuable to help um, all of us be better advisors for our clients, which is really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that one keynote speaker, uh, Tony, that did backflips across the stage and rode a unicycle and juggled knives. Did you see I that? Did, I, no, I, I heard about <laughs> it. I was actually uh, doing a recording with someone at that time. Um, uh, you know, people ha were utilizing my uh, recording skills there to do radio spots and things during the conference. So I missed that, but I heard <laughs> about it. Crazy, right? One of the speakers was just like doing all this stuff. 
Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. Those literally all happened. <laughs> Unicycle backflips across the stage. Crazy. Handstand on the podium, juggling knives. I mean, it was uh, it was quite uh, impressive. Yeah, wow. Uh, they put on a show, a dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know, and talking about our topic, New Year's resolutions, uh, you kind of upset me there when you said maybe... Uh, you said uh, eat, eat fewer burgers and more salads. That's offensive. That that, that offends me. Uh, but every year I say I'm going to diet and exercise. So uh, hopefully this is the year I can stick to it. Uh, but it's hard for me, you know, pizza. It's hard. We all have resolutions. But I, I like how you've tightened it up a bit to focus on people who are maybe getting close to retirement um, and, or in retirement and I think retirement has financial steps that are different than the financial steps that we're used to taking during our working years, right? Yeah, exactly right. And I chose this topic because obviously it's our first show of the year and sure. why not talk about some New Year's resolutions? Yeah. And uh, coming, of course, you know, I like to read financial articles and this Kiplinger article, this one's titled New Year's Resolutions to Set Retirees Up for Successful 2022. So it's got a perfect point of view. I think it's going to be helpful to our topic today. And that's its first recommendation is to pay down debt, which in my opinion, you know, is a very simple but potentially very powerful step. Certainly focusing on high interest rate like credit cards is probably number one in your strategy, get rid of all of that. But don't forget, you might also wanna think about tackling your long-term debt um, like a mortgage. If you don't have that mortgage payment in retirement, that's less income you're gonna to have to generate from your investments. Now, if you still have a mortgage, keep a close eye on interest rates. They're talking about a couple rate hikes this year. Um, the rumor is maybe even up to four so if you have, um, uh, if rates right now are below what rate you have, definitely consider doing a, a refi. You can even go as low as 15 years and 12 years with some with some notes. So you can wow. still save a lot of money and maybe pour off, uh, pay off some of these uh, credit cards if you have some balances. So a good tip. Well, yeah, and it can be worth it if you can save a few bucks on this service or that service. And combining them, it could uh, turn into a pretty nice little pot of money. Uh, even if uh, building some services, uh, you know, bundling them, I should say, and eliminating other services uh, you no longer need, even if that saves you 200 or 300 a month, that's money you could use for hobbies, putting toward travel, going out to dinner with friends, putting it in, you know, your savings. I mean, th that's really helpful. Yeah. And it helps you um, buy more time to keep your investments so you don't have to sell them prematurely. Yeah. And uh, that actually is the next point too that the article brought up was, was insurance needs and updating uh. those. So, you know, as you age, chances are your your needs are gonna change with your insurance in regards to both your auto and home. I mean, maybe at least a, a tiny bit. So if you put in new windows or replace your roof, for example, it could change your homeowner's insurance needs. If you make an expensive purchase, um, like a rare piece of jewelry or something, you might wanna alert your insurance agents about that. Now, you mentioned bundling, Tony, and that's another good tip too. If you have home, auto, and life insurance, Lump it all together with one company. You might be able to save a few bucks. If your home and auto is one company, your life insurance is with another, both companies may be eager to provide you with a good bundling quote in an effort to secure your business. Might save you, you know, a few hundred bucks. Sure. Well, and I think that's that's great. And as you've, you, you've talked about this on past shows, when it comes to your retirement and your financial strategy, you need to work with a financial services professional, a fiduciary, somebody like yourself, that's going to be the smart play because it will give your strategy a potential valuable second opinion. And there's no, you can't get a second opinion from the person who gave you the first. 
<laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> but ultimately, there's no reason to have to go it alone uh, when there's somebody like yourself that can help out uh, and really help you maximize your finances and minimize your tax burden and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And that's um, something that a lot of people want to see happen. You know, when getting into retirement, having kind of your investments and your savings chaotically everywhere and you don't really know what where you're at, you have to organize and rebalance. And that's actually the next tip from the Kiplinger article is to rebalance your portfolio. As you evolve, you know, through life, your, your risk score evolves. You can become a little, most people become less risk averse, you know, or as they get older, yeah. they want less exposure to the market. So to talk about the investing side, would we could actually dedicate probably an entire show to just that. Sure. You don't want to get into specifics on today's show. It can be very complicated. You kind of address all the regulations, pros and cons. But I will say, however, that investing should be a major part of your financial strategy. And you should, in my opinion, work closely with a fiduciary financial services professional. Yeah. And, and again, <clears throat> like I just said, uh, there's no reason to go it alone when there's experienced financial services professionals out there. And I'm, I don't want to name names, Greg Gunther, but <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> We're always happy to help for sure. I, I couldn't have said that better myself, Tony. Now let's stay on the topic. The next new year's resolution for retirees is to review your legacy plan. Now this is something that I think man, almost everybody just procrastinates on yeah. because it's kind of a depressing thought, right? You're thinking about what's going to happen to your state when you die. So a lot of people want to avoid that. Um, a lot of people don't like life insurance for that reason too. But remember, you know, a thorough legacy plan has a ton of steps and information that can be you know, easy to overlook. It should include things like your living trust. You got to keep your your kids and current kids out of probate, your will, your living will, which is your medical directives, your powers of attorney. And of course, your family needs to know where all of these important documents are. Now, all of my clients are able to utilize our complimentary generational vault, which is essentially a ultra secure virtual safe deposit box that's available 24 seven. And almost all my clients prefer having the vault to heading off to the bank to get a document in their traditional safety deposit box. So the article's final New Year's resolution for retirees is to come up with ways to make a little bit more money. If you're not ready to retire yet, ask for a raise or put your skills up on the open market and find a role with a better salary. If you are already retired, find a good paying part-time job, do something you'll enjoy. Maybe even just drive for Uber or work at a golf course or whatever. That way you can generate some income while also getting out of the house, having a little bit of fun and being social. Yeah. Well, and that's that's great and, and good advice. Now, uh, we've been talking about some of these potentially wise financial New Year's resolutions for retirees or people who might be getting close to retirement. And I think the bottom line here is that resolving to make even a couple modest financial adjustments it can help you enjoy a more stable retirement. And, you know, I, maybe we should shift our focus, though, a bit now as we move on and address some things that people may want to do uh, before retirement and in, in, in the handful of years before they retire. Yeah, I've got um, another article, too, to reference. Um, this one also from Kiplinger, but this is titled 11 Money Moves to Make in the Decade Before You Retire. This is really insightful, too. Now, We've done a show, Tony, before. It's called uh, Mastering the Last Five Years. Yes. So we did a whole show just on this section. So I, I usually refer my clients to that one um, just because it's very important to make sure that your retirement plan is set up 
way before retirement. Yeah. You don't want to be retiring yeah. and then scrambling and finding out where your income is going to be coming from. And right. of course, if you own stocks and um, you know other financial products, you're not eligible for dividends and income over a certain point. So you got to make sure it's ready to ready to go when you retire. And as the article explains, many financial services professionals agree that the decade before retirement is the most critical window in the time of a person's life. And that's the time when you know you, you have time to adjust and define your, your priorities. Now, interestingly, it seems that many Americans who are around age 55, they actually feel good about their retirement strategy. The article cites a 2019 Gallup poll in which 55% of respondents age 55 and older said that they were confident that they'd have enough money to see them through their ideal retirement. Now that 55% was the highest level uh, Gallup has seen since 2008. Wow. And while it's comforting to know, you know that that most Americans feel good about their current financial strategy and their retirement future, the fact is for, first of all, that's only about half. There's still 45% that yeah. don't feel that comfortable, right. but 55% that do, I just want to say that there's a difference between whether you think you'll have enough money and, and whether you actually do have enough yeah. money. There, that's, that's the distinction. And honestly, if you'd asked me to guess what percentage of people around the age of 55, uh, because I'll admit I'm, I'm close to that age, uh, were confident about their retirement strategy, I would have... I would not have guessed 55%. Uh, given how much anxiety people have about retirement and finances, I would have guessed something more like 25%, to be honest. Uh, at any rate, uh, what's the article's first piece of advice? Uh, the first step, uh, according to the article, that a person should take in the decade before retirement is figuring out what it means to you. Now, this is admittedly a fairly philosophical one, yeah. but it's also tremendously important. Now, remember, your retirement could easily last two, three decades. That's a lot of time to fill. Therefore, it's really essential to have a vision of your retirement. A lot of people will retire and then just be kind of lost and go, what do I do now? So think about really what you want to do. You know, After your final day at the office, do you envision retirement that includes maybe a smaller home? Do you want to travel frequently? You want to play golf five days a week? Where do your kids and grandkids fit into your plans? And perhaps the biggest question of all, Tony, if you're retiring with a partner or a spouse, how well do your visions for the years line up with theirs? Now, these are the types of questions you need to answer before you get digging into the nuts and bolts of your financial strategy. Right. And, you know, that's a great point. I mean, if you want to spend three months out of every year aboard a cruise ship, or travel the world, and let's say your spouse or partner just wants to stay by the grandkids and take them out every afternoon, you may have a problem. You have a difference of opinion on what you want to do in retirement, but with some planning and conversation and good communication, all things are possible, and really it's a three-way communicate open communication that'll do it between you, your spouse, and your financial advisor. You're, yeah. You're, and you know what? I think having that conversation is actually fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Planning, like whenever planning like, for retirement, my wife and I plan fun. vacations and stuff. Yeah. yeah we, we decide, Oh, do you want to stay here? Do you want to stop here? Do you want to do this? Do you want yeah. to do that? Yeah, it is like this summer, um, the gala from our strategic partners, great investments, our partners, we all get together and kind of celebrate. It's not more of a business trip. It's more of a fun trip. Um, we're going up to park city, Utah, up in oh, Deer yeah. Valley up in yeah. that area. And so 
we're going to be in Arizona um, for a good part of the summer and we're thinking about driving up there and it's about 10 hours. Um, but there's a lot of awesome places to stop along the way. Grand Canyon. Wow. Um, Moab, um, Lake Powell. So it's fun to have these conversations and see where what um, what excites each of you. So the retirement thing is the same thing. You know, what do you want to do in retirement? It helps you look forward to it. It's it's very exciting. Um, yeah. The article also notes that something that good retirement specialists actually make fun of <laughs> and that's having that magic number the personal retirement number oh, yeah and that's that's uh, the amount of money that you have to have saved in order to have your retirement but that's not that you the want. same for everyone right no, there, is, there no is no one magic magical number. number for everybody so it's not just uh, if you have a million dollars uh that's exactly what you need well everybody's number is different right yeah, and you know, I used to make fun of that commercial. If you remember, I think it was T. Rowe Price, if I'm not mistaken, or Schwab, one of those. And everyone's walking around New York with a number above their head. Yes, and that was like the number that they should have. They should have yeah. for retirement. Yeah, we always used to make fun of that and laugh at that because the truth is, there's more than one way to get to the finish line. Right. You should have a full, comprehensive retirement income plan in place. There's too many variables to consider: your risk tolerance, your legacy goals, Social Security, other sources of income. Yep. You know what you. Should should really pin down though is how much income you need every month throughout retirement to have the kind of lifestyle you you desire and if you're concerned of getting a plan in place i urge you to closely work with a financial service professional again feel free to give my office a call we're happy to help yeah i i don't know if i can think of a better reason to work with somebody like yourself a financial services professional than to devise that strategy that's going to give you enough retirement income to last as long as you do. I mean, uh, I, it's the old uh, phrase, you don't want your blood pressure, you don't want your bank account to go to zero before your blood pressure does, right? <laughs> exactly. You don't want to, you don't want to outlive your money. Yeah. And and having a plan put in place, like it just relieves a lot of stress. You know, we have a report called the Retirement Compass and it's essentially your retirement blueprint, your full plan. It's got your income goals. It's got your income sources. It defines how much you need to take out of your portfolio every year. Then we're able to select the right investment vehicles to fill those gaps in the most efficient way that are going to match your risk tolerance. Once people get this report and everything is in place it just relieves a lot of stress the lights at the end of the tunnel and you know you can make it um, it just really makes people feel good and i think that's one of the most rewarding things you know from for my career that that i that i enjoy the most now to yeah. go just a little bit further into saving money part um tony double check you're getting everything possible out of your 401k or ira right now particularly if your employer provides a match and don't forget, if you're 50 or older, there's IRS catch-up provisions where you can kick in even more. So if you're just making 50, you can actually save more money in your 401k plans than you could previously. Wow. Well, that's that's great. I know in a lot of cases, you know, getting updates about your 401k or IRA is as simple as maybe sending an email to your company's HR team to get that 401k information. Or a lot of times they have a site you can just log into now. But you want to keep track of all that, right? Yeah, definitely. And of course, the generational vault, you know, helps people do that. Yeah. But even you can even just Google like 401k maximum contributions. It went up another thousand bucks this year. Wow. It was 19.5 last year. It's 20,500 this year, plus a 6,000 catch up if that's 6,500 if you're uh, 50 or older. So you can put $27,000 this year into your 401k wow. if you're if you're 50 or older. Amazing. 
Now, I like this next piece of advice from the article, Tony, and to stop spending money on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're giving me permission <laughs> yes. to stop spending that one money hit home on my with kids? You, didn't They're it? not going to like this, but I- I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this may sound a little harsh until you break it down a little further. Now, for a lot of folks, the decade before retirement is also the period of time when they're sending their kids off to college, Tony, or that their kids are preparing to purchase their their first home. Yeah. Now, naturally, in both scenarios, the parental instinct is to help them financially, sure. but you really need to be prudent. Now, remember, ultimately, your kids' financial needs shouldn't take priority over your retirement aspirations. Yeah, it's like in the airplane when they say, put your mask on first in case of emergency, then put it on your child. The instinct is to help your child, but you're not going to be able to help them if you can't help yourself. That's the, I think that's what I hear you saying. And I imagine the Mm -hmm. idea of saying no to your kids if they need help for school or a down payment, you know, that makes some of our listeners break out into a cold sweat. And I know you emphasized college, cost of college to me. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that with two children right now. So uh, that that is something else. But they're doing a lot of work to help cover that, which is good. Uh, and so I'm proud of my kids for that. But it is it is it is tough. So what what should parents be doing? Well, I think the most simple advice is just to be honest, you know, tell them that you can help up to a point but that you also need to look out for yourself. You know, your kids have decades to pay off their student loans. You don't. I would also encourage our listeners to nudge their young adult kids into working with their own financial services professional who may help them come up with some workable solutions. In the end, most kids want their parents to be safe and happy in retirement. So if that's the focal point of the conversation, I think the kids would understand. All right. Well, uh, what's the next big uh, piece of advice uh, to uh, get into our final segment here? Uh, where should we go next? Well, the next slice of wisdom from this Kiplinger article, and again, if anybody wants to read this, it's titled 11 Money Moves to Make in the Decade Before You Retire. Um, and the last one is not to rush into major changes. If you're kicking around the idea of retiring today in snowy Kalamazoo, Michigan, and then maybe moving tomorrow to never cold Key West, Florida, slow down. (laughs) Moving is expensive. You have to sell your home to buy a new one. You might have to buy furniture, new set of wheels. Um, You have to make new friendships and social networks. So it's a lot behind it. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not suggesting here that you shouldn't move. It's just simply that it should be done with careful consideration. Make sure you spend a lot of time in your potential new community to see if it's right for you. And we've recommended this in the past, Tony, where if you're thinking you might want to retire there, Go go there for a few months, rent a house or something and, and see how you like it. And if it's not as good as you thought it was, go on to the next place. You don't have to just jump all in, you know, and before testing the waters. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's great advice. Although Key West sounds good to me. <laughs> but it is easy to see how, you know, the excitement of retirement could make some people make rash decisions or emotional decisions. But I like the advice. Take a breath, crunch the numbers first, talk to your financial advisor. Yes. And um, the decade before retirement is when it it's time to become a little more conservative with your investments. So, you know, we talk about that rule of 100. Cookie cutter rule. It's not something that you should follow, you know, to exact science, but it's a quick little snapshot of how aggressive you really need to be with your investing. Sure. Take the number 100, subtract your age, and that's about the percentage you should still have in what I call red money, things that are at risk, stocks, equities, mutual funds, things like that. Now, we noted earlier, you know, we're not going to get into specifics about investing today because there's just not enough time to go over it. But 
if it is part of your strategy as it should be, again, work with a professional. You gotta get a plan in place. Have it tailor-made to your risk tolerance and investment objectives. Exactly, I mean, whether it's investing, long-term care insurance, Medicare, or anything else, work with a team, don't go it alone. Yeah, and that's what's nice with working a fiduciary too, and an independent investment advisor is that everything in the investment universe is at the disposal. There's not like a one size fits all thing. Um, we set up plans different for everybody. It just depends on what your goals are, what your income gaps are. It, it, income planning does get very complex, but again, once you have your plan in place, the, the stress is gone. Now, as you get closer to retirement, also don't forget about preparing for taxes because even after you retire, it's likely the IRS will still have its handout every April. And as Kiplinger explains in the article, you shouldn't assume your tax rate is going to be lower once you're done working. Taxes are most likely going up, and so you're still gonna be, and if you've got lots of money, traditional IRAs and 401ks, those are all taxable withdrawals. You know, the Roths have only been around for a little over 20 years, so tax-free income is kind of scarce in retirement. Most people, and it's been my experience to see this, have their retirement funds in these 100% taxable accounts. So you have to be careful how you withdraw from these. Yeah. I mean, to me, a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k sounds like a great solution for some retirees. And so I would think, again, uh, reaching out to a financial professional like yourself would be a smart move. Yes. Um, Roths, again, if you're young and starting, get your kids or, or if you're you know, concerned about your kids, get them into a Roth. The sooner you start the Roth, the more powerful it is in the long run. And making sure that you're current and your future healthcare costs are covered is absolutely critical. The article points to a fidelity study that notes the average couple will need $300,000 to cover various medical expenses in retirement. Wow. So I always like to earmark you know, certain accounts or certain portfolios for, for rainy day funds, emergency funds, that's part of the financial plan. Um, so that's called self-insuring. And if you've got enough money saved, that's the best way to do it. Uh, Medicare may shoulder a good chunk of that 300,000, but you're still gonna be faced with deductibles, co-pays, other various out-of-pocket expenses, prescriptions and things like that. So make sure you have some money earmarked for that rainy day fund. Wow. You know what? You know what, Greg? I mean, there are really few things that make me feel as anxious as healthcare costs these days, and especially what they're going to be during retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about that on previous shows too. And understandable. And they're only going to get more expensive. You know, so if you're retiring at 60, costs when you're 80, when you're probably going to need them, are going to be probably at least twice as much, if not more. So look at your insurance. If you have a high deductible plan, you may want to get an HSA, which is a health savings account, if you don't already have one. Once you turn 55, you can contribute more money. Again, you know, talk to your HR team at work or, or financial service professional to make sure that you're getting the most um, out of those accounts. Yeah. Well, and, and nobody wants to think about, uh, you know, being forced into retirement before they're ready. So it's a good, and I think it's a good idea to examine all the possibilities just in case. Yeah, definitely. And the next wise step would be uh, in the decade before your tires to become debt free. So remember, oh, yeah. you can do this in stages, high interest debt, credit cards, refinance that we talked about in the first segment. Not having a mortgage, if it's possible, is very nice. Again, that's less income you have to generate if you don't have that payment. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know what? This has been a great show today, but we're out of time, Greg. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go? 
Yeah, it's a good time to make the New Year's resolutions if you haven't done so already. So hopefully one of your resolutions is to get that income plan in place. If you want some guidance and some help, again, it's a no cost, no obligation consultation. Give my office a call. You can reach us at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.